there is anything virtuous, lovely, or a good report or praiseworthy after these things, after these things, after these things. Or a good report, good report, good, 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 good reporter. After these things. Welcome to the mission. No, no. Ah, <laughs> Welcome ah, to ah, of Good ah, Report podcast, a podcast where we talk about the films of Mormon cinema. And today we're talking about a mission movie, uh, yes. the best two years. This is kind of the 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 mission movie in the church sphere mm-hmm. cinema. I mean, God's Army, that's a thing, but we're, we're not talking about that. That's we're more, not talking about God's That's Army. for the heathens out there. This one's for the members of the church. <laughs> Troy, how, how, how are we doing today? We're, we're doing I'm doing good. well, Theo. Good. I'm doing very well. Uh, this is our... Um, this was kind of the last movie we wanted to... This is the one that you decided, you curated. Right. I, I thought, we got to hit the the big ones and this to me was like a big number yes. as far as a well-known picture that everyone had seen yeah uh, something did come up though we may have a bit of a bonus episode coming down the pipe in yeah. a bit where yeah. we got to sort out the details of that but um yeah turns out through a connection that i have uh, through my wife's cousin i actually have got contact info for the guy who directed the saratov approach so we will we're planning on interviewing him for an episode, we'll ask him some questions about the Mormon film industry and maybe put a neat little capstone on this whole thing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, does I've seen I saw the Saratov approach. Yeah. And uh, it was here's my thing. You probably won't listen to this episode, so get your criticisms. <laughs> but like that's the thing, right? Like because I feel like he should listen to an episode before he puts his name on it. Yeah. Or agrees to, to an interview. But I think, um, I saw the movie. I thought it was pretty good as far as Mormon films go. It's kind of weird that, uh, you do have to put that caveat on top of all of these films. Like they're pretty good for a Mormon film. Right. Um, but it is pretty good. It's like a, it's like a thriller. Yeah. It's a true story about people who got kidnapped in Russia, Russia. Yep. And they were released. Spoiler alert. Yep. <laughs> Try not to dunk on this movie too much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we'll talk about the movie as much as we'll talk to him about his experiences making the movie and navigating the world. And Overall, I did think it was good, though. Right. For the record. Right. Not a perfect film, but I thought it was good overall. Cool. If well, we yeah, ever we... meet this, if we ever talk to this guy and he ever listens to this, that's my honest appraisal. Sure. And we probably ask him what he thinks about it and be like, what criticisms do you have for your own movie? Because yeah. everyone, everyone who makes something has something about it that <laughs> yeah. they don't like. Rip your own movie apart, dude. Yeah, do it for us. So, yeah, that's, that's the one little bit of housekeeping. The other bit is that... Um, Someone that I know uh, sent one of our emails <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. We covered Reign of Judges, uh, the podcast. Yes. Uh, at movie. It was that 20 minute Book of Mormon short. Yeah. It was based on a Kickstarter. Like a proof of concept. Proof of concept kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about it weird because. Go back and listen to that episode. Anyways. Uh, It'll someone, make this next Someone I know sent an email to the guy who directed that, Darren Southam. Southam. I don't know how you say it. Southam. And, sa- and said basically. Hey, there's a podcast out there that reviewed your movie. You should check it out. And uh, I don't know if you've listened to that episode or not, but we spend the first uh, little while just pretty much crapping on his Kickstarter. 
we definitely take some glee in it. Uh, we're, we're being a little mean, I'll admit. <laughs> Are we? I haven't listened to that in I a while, know. but I felt, I do remember, like, I felt mean. Well, essentially what I'm getting bit. to is that Darren actually uh, read this email and listened to our podcast about his movie, <laughs> well, the first 10 minutes. Yeah. I'm just going to read uh, his email, just part of his review that he left for our podcast, because... Yes. Uh, you know, maybe we need to be taken down a few pegs here. Yeah. He said, I listened to 10 minutes and about all I could handle. I listened to feedback and criticism. These guys are third class jerks who like to hear themselves talk. <laughs> Winky face. If you cut out the fluff in their <laughs> podcast, the total podcast length would have been one to two minutes. No person with a busy schedule would have given it more than 30 seconds. I made the extra effort to get to 10. Winky face. So... He's not, he's not totally wrong. See, that's the thing. That's why I'm reading it. Because I'm like, honestly, when I heard that he listened to it, I really just felt bad. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. no. I would feel I feel mean, man. I feel... We try to be positive on this. And I yeah. think that episode, we, we really weren't that... Well, we were just like, this is pretty ridiculous. You know what with I think the, did it for me was the Kickstarter video. Th- that was the thing. We started with the Kickstarter, and it was some low-hanging fruit. Yeah. And uh, anywho... I doubt he's going to listen to this because he said he's a very busy man. We should we should send this to him. Listen, if listen, Darren, can we like let's talk, man? I'm sorry. I listen so hard. Really, to, I'm laughing, but I feel bad. If he listen, you're out. You there, went out and made something. He's all making right? stuff. We're just sitting here from the comfort of our <laughs> living room, just pooping on it. So we're pooping on what it. What do we know? And well, I mean, I don't know. Listen, I think it's a good idea, and I and I anyway. Yeah. Didn't mean to be so mean about it. I think it's got some merit. Appreciate you listening. Even Appreciate though, you listening uh, for ten minutes. Really, honestly, I'm surprised you made it that. You know far. what? We are third class jerks. We <laughs> third class who jerks. like to hear ourselves yeah. talk. If this were the Titanic, we'd be on the bottom class. That's right of podcasts of podcasts of LDS podcasts, LDS. no less. <laughs> yeah, which is a rung below. Anywho, here we're we are listening to ourselves talk already. Yeah. So that happened. Very funny. Very interesting. Sorry, bro. And, uh, you know, it's an interesting thing when you talk about criticism and when people see the criticism. I see it happen yes. on Twitter a lot. A lot of critics and directors are on t- Twitter now. And yeah. they'll like, people will say, oh, this movie was terrible. And the director will be like, this is very hurtful. And you're like, yeah, Ooh, okay. That's a real person's kind of like that, uh, the real world. That handle, yeah. Back in the day, they'd publish it in the newspaper, and if you didn't want to know, you just didn't have to open it. But now <laughs> it's like this just popped up in my feed, you know. Yeah, you to, can like notify people, like right. at them. You can go slide into their inbox and be like, yeah. "Kill yourself! You ruined Star Wars or something." You, know? <laughs> you ruined the Book of Mormon, yeah, almost. Yeah. Any? Anyway, just kidding, Darren. You didn't ruin it yet. A movie. Well, let's a movie that didn't ruin <laughs> its subject matter. <laughs> The best two years. I almost like backslid my whole apology. And right. Went. Yeah. No, it was all right. It was. It good. was. It was good. I don't know. Listen, I think... Darren, you're you're the right buffness to play Moroni. That's my <laughs> that's my biggest. I'm like a guy who's digging himself even ever deeper. Into no, no, no. Hole. That's a good compliment. I think it is a good it's compliment. Not even backhanded. You're no. like you're the right size. Right size. The right kind of buffness. Historically accurate buffness. I call it. Yeah, that's right. Because you have a problem with the like, the super swole <sighs> yeah. guys, and you're looking for the 
like I say, the guy who's used to chucking bales of hay over his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, just like a strong-looking guy. Not a guy who's just, who's like shredded. Maybe, maybe like, he's raised on his mom's chicken and gravy, and so he's like a little bit pudgy, but in a strong kind of way. Yeah, like a good amount of body fat, like that Arnold Schwarzenegger 1970s level body fat. You know, he's not like insinuate, you know, like it's just the right amount. So Darren, that's that's you, bro. Right. We gotta. He's got to listen to this now. I'm not going to say that to him. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yep. Anyway. Anywho, we're talking about the best two years today. Troy, do you remember when you first saw this? Just moments ago. Well, there you go. <laughs> hey, I listen. thought you said you'd seen it before. No, I hadn't. I um, saw this in theaters back in the day. So I remember... What theater was this in? I feel like it was somewhere in Edmonton, because that's where I was living at the time. Just yeah. like it came to the theater... Hey everyone, let's go out and support this. We went and saw it, and I remember like laughing at it and really thinking it was funny. Yeah, as a, even as like a teenager, thirteen year old. Is this a hailstorm? Uh, it is. Yeah, it's a hailstorm joint, but it doesn't feel fully no. like it. It doesn't have all the trappings of the previous ones we've done. It's a little more grounded. Yes, I'll say this from the get go. May of all the films we've watched in this journey. Okay. It may be my favorite one. Wow. All right. Even more than Saturday's Warrior. We maybe should do another episode, like a final recap episode sure. yeah. to like get yeah. our top rank all the films or whatever. But this one, I don't know. It was just like it hit it hit like pace wise it struggled, but and in the very beginning and getting close to the end. Yeah. But uh I thought there was like there was Two of the character arcs were very good and very yeah, memorable. Yeah, they were. They were good. And hit uh, hit their marks very well. Stuck the landing. They did. I agree. So just um, we'll, we'll, we'll get into the plot here. I don't have a lot of background on this. I couldn't find a lot out about this movie. Right. But it was filmed in two weeks in Holland. Two weeks? Yep. It was filmed in Holland. Excellent. Um, I think that might be just the Holland stuff. The new the article wasn't super clear. I'm guessing the Holland stuff was two weeks, and then maybe they did interior stuff. But I don't know. But it did say. I mean, it, it looks like the kind of apartment you don't often see in North America. It does. Yeah, it feels I a little bit weird. I will say that it um, looks European. So they had to. They had struggles learning the language. So they said it felt very much like a mission. Yeah. This is actually based on a play that the director S. Scott Anderson or Scott Anderson or whatever his name is, mm -hmm. a play that he'd written and done for a while. So this was basically ripped right from that. Okay. Which I would say feels that way in some of the dialogue scenes. I remember mm. thinking. This feels very much like a play, like a one-act scene, some yeah. of the, the conversations that took place, especially when um, the district leader is kind of reaming out the apostate, quote-unquote, missionary. Yeah. And they're kind of going back and forth near the beginning. Mm -hmm. We'll get to that scene, but, but that felt very much yeah. like a... And the limited number of uh, locations as well gave it sort of that play vibe yeah. uh, as well. Which but, makes sense. But to their credit, they filmed this in, in Holland, in the Netherlands there. And you can really, the location, it, yeah, you yeah. definitely feel like it. You're it feels there. very authentic. Yeah. So kudos to them. Uh, another fun thing that I thought, the guy that plays Alvin in all the church movies yeah. and the district leader in this, I think he looks like the main guy from the Garfield movies. Uh, Brecken Meyer is that guy's name. Look him up on Brecken IMDb. Meyer. I know who this is. Yeah, he was in Rat Race. Rat Race as well. Yep. Yeah. I always think they look similar. Maybe he's a little bit more pudgy. I liked this guy. I liked. Yeah, he's uh, good. He was a good actor. Honestly, all the actors were good. Uh, the black-haired guy was annoying. He sometimes I felt like he overacted a little bit. Yeah. Some things were like, ooh, a little too much there. Just kind of 
pull back a little yeah. bit, it'd be funnier if it was more subtle. But there's also things I thought he, he did really well. He had some good lines. He yeah. had some funny, he had some laugh out loud moments for sure. And he definitely was playing a type of missionary that I'm <laughs> very familiar with. This yeah. like, he's been out for six months. He has visions of leadership all across his eyes. Like he yeah. thinks he can do it and he thinks he knows everything. He played it pretty well. He's he's unlikable as from, a character. From like a wealthy Utah family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. he's a little bit preppy. Yeah. He's unlikable, but I think that's uh, intentional. And uh, he plays it well, and he, yep. and he is funny, and he's not irredeemable. Right. The mission president, who had, like, top billing in this movie, yeah. his name appeared before, like, anyone else's, was, uh, he's Laban in the Book of Mormon movie. That wonderful classic, the Book yep. of Mormon movie. That's right. I wonder yeah. where that one will rank on our oh, list. Oh, I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, we we both like this movie. We'll get into reasons why we liked it as we go through the plot. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I would say I appreciate this entry, and it makes me want to like one day something I'll never do. But I w- I've always wanted to make a movie or never, show about missionaries. Never say never, Theo. Well, I don't know. It never just feels like it's such fertile ground, you know. Yeah. The field is white, all ready to harvest, so to speak. Because one of the things about about this film that I noticed was so that thrust it, in the sickle, thrust in the sickle, harvesting the mission stories. Yeah. The thing about this movie was that it, it's almost like, uh, well, it's definitely a bygone era of missions. Okay. Yeah. And that's um, right, evident from like the very beginning. Yeah. Even down to the apartment they're staying in. The apartment. It's funny though, because a lot of like the church literature and pamphlets they're using are like spot on of like exactly what I use. Right. The Joseph Smith one I remember. Joseph Smith. But some of the ones on the shelf, I was like, oh, I remember those were like sitting on the <laughs> shelf as like, yeah. a, like had been sitting there for 20 years covered in dust kind of pamphlets. Yeah. I've seen. I've seen a, like a copy of the flip book in right, like, yeah. you know, mission apartments or whatever. Obviously we didn't use them, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, honestly, I don't know if there's been like a, a, or a mission movie made about like preach my gospel era missionary work. The district. The district. Unaffi- <laughs> that's like, that's not a film. Well, it's Troy, like, a, it is a film. I if suppose. you don't update the area book, you don't understand the atonement. <laughs> that's right. That's true. And that is true. <laughs> and uh, I almost got sent home for that. So. Wow. Yep. Just kidding. Been there. Um, but yeah, no, I think you're right. I never say never, Theo. That's my first point. Second point is I would love to see a movie that deals with having elders having cell phones. Yeah, some it's of the weird. new stuff. It's weird now because it's all about like the iPads. I honestly feel like it's now stuff. even a different generation oh, for from sure. my mission. For like, sure it, it is. Like, if I were to go out there, it would be unrecognizable to me. Yeah. I feel like I existed, and you too, because ex- you were in 08 to 10. Yeah. I was 10 to 12, and that was a tiny slice of cell phones. Yeah. But no laptops or area no. books, except you always heard about a pilot program in Utah where they had laptops, but it was never confirmed. You, know, yeah, you just heard yeah, about yeah. that. But now it's like, oh, we got our area book, we update the iPad on it, and it's like it automatically... Is that for real? Yeah, that's. I've heard of some guys doing that. They update it and it automatically oh, goes to the mission president. How do you they, feel about that? I don't know. I think that probably if it was causing more problems than not, they would get rid of it. But They've uh, probably gutted them so that they can't do anything but I hopefully think, what it, you know, Yeah, I mean, it's like... I think that because of the centralization of it, it means that if you're not updating your stuff, probably they can see that you're not updating stuff. And it's yeah. like, hey, update your area book. Hey, maybe it just automatically puts everyone in it, in yeah. your map. It's like, oh, we can easily locate. Here's where all the people we want to see today are. Boom. All right. Here's the best route to go see them. Like there's so much yeah. stuff that I remember theorizing on my mission. 
oh, this would be so much easier if we had like an a, iPad, a Google map, to plot this stuff out instead of spending two hours during weekly planning just figuring out where people lived. Yeah, that was like, like making a map or having a good map was like essential for uh, for us. It's like you me. come into an area and the first thing you do is like, all right, see this whiteboard that the other guy spent <laughs> two hours on? Erase it. I'm gonna spend two it's hours garbage. on my own whiteboard and, and yeah. map and stuff. Me and my one companion, we like went out and bought like a full, we made paint, like we copied the map and then we like enlarged it and then we like glued it onto like, you know, cardboard and yeah. then we like pinned it all. And yeah. it was like, it was like, we're not wasting time, right? No way. Yeah. No. You're, you're, if I ha- Abraham Lincoln maybe once said, if I had seven days to cut down a tree, I'd spend the first three sharpening my axe. Yeah, exactly. There you go. But it is helpful. But like it, this is interesting because it does kind of go into exactly like kind of the first moments of this film are the district leader. Uh, not the very first moments, but like some of the first moments are him giving numbers to. Yeah. Over the phone. Over the phone to the zone leader. Which I did. I did too. Yeah. And I imagine but that. They don't, I, I don't think they do that, at least in some missions I've heard of. They don't do that anymore. Yeah. It's all automatically populated. They might still do call-ins to be like, hey, tell me more about this person. But Yeah, which is good, which is good because that was like a lot of time spent on the phone. You know, It just seems like it's probably a more efficient system now. Right. Man, it would be so interesting to like. But it's been 10 years since you left. Yeah, coming up yeah. October of this year Jeez, will be ten man. years since I Whoa. left. Oh, there you go. Whoa. Think about that for a minute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, this movie it opens. It's got a nice little soundtrack, a little country twang. Uh, it opens with. It's basically talking about the place that they're serving. Yeah. It's this. Uh, maybe you heard it if you served a mission. Maybe this song floated around mission CDs. It's Mama made the best fried chicken. Papa made the best root beer. I don't. I honestly yeah. don't know what it is, but it's something twangy like that. No, that was serving exactly the best that. two years. Um, Mormons make the best pioneers. You had a funny comment that it was like like a Will Smith rap. Yeah, it sounded it, it sounded like you know like a Men in Black yeah. or uh, the Wild Wild, Wild, Wild West. West, where Will Smith went through this phase where he like sang the plot to the right. films he was making. What That's, happened to that? When's the last time someone uh, sang the plot of a movie? I don't know. At man. the end of it or the beginning of it, you know, it's like an I old. That. It's a bygone thing. It man. is. It was, and it's just a couple movies there, and then no more. And then no people. It's almost like people didn't want that anymore i guess i guess that's what happened did you ever see those old tv shows where they give the whole plot of the show before they like show the show you know what's funny the mission impossible movies kind of do that yeah in the opening credits they always go through every single set piece and plot point they do if you pay attention it's like even sometimes to the end of the movie it's like well that's what they did and they like in the show right yeah in the show mission impossible they'd go through the whole uh, episode <laughs> pretty much like point for point plot yeah. point and then like kind of a bit of a reveal and then it's like all right now here's the actual yeah episode. now you get to sit down and enjoy it because you know what's going to happen did you see the new uh, mission impossible i did and i just I loved, it. loved it too i loved it so much oh man tom cruise what a guy glad we agreed on that that could yeah. be awkward <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean i'm just sitting there i'm like man inject this into my veins this, this is, is what i go to the movies for that man. bathroom scene oh the bathroom scene oh. so good the halo jump from the plane, the, the, the one take, yeah. jump out of an airplane. They did for real. That's for real? Yeah, they did that for real. That's dope. Yeah. Some of the stuff I was like, what's... Like, honestly, it's almost... Some of it was like, 
when does it stop being like a Mission Impossible movie and start just being watching Tom Cruise do crazy stuff? I kind of love that though. And to me, my take on it is that it blurs the line where I know so much of the stuff is real that they're doing that I, I start to wonder like if everything's real yeah and it, it's like I'm sitting there wondering I'm like is this the magic of Hollywood did he really just crash that helicopter like <laughs> yeah. no he obviously didn't but for a half a second I'm like oh my goodness Tom Cruise just crashed a helicopter yeah yeah like yeah. you just because you know he's flying it yeah and he's oh he falls off the helicopter and lands on that supply thing and you're like what the heck dude the thing that like almost was too extreme that took me out of the movie almost in a good way I suppose but like when he's underneath the helicopter and trying to like oh, get his leg man. up on the thing to climb up he's actually doing that i'm just getting scared for him and just the look on his face that was not acting that no. was just real i gotta get up because i'll die otherwise right, right. it was awesome it's it was so really cool. good henry cavill probably his like best performance sure I've yeah. ever seen yeah great mustache worth Love the weird the justice league upper lip oh that mustache was worth the whole movie justice league <laughs> yeah. for sure right for sure it was. Anywho, different kind of impossible mission. <laughs> <laughs> like that segue? That yeah, great baby. segue. That was your best one yet. It was. And helicopters. We also want to talk about yeah, this movie yeah, opens yeah, with yeah. helicopter shots that are very yes. shaky. Yeah. And uh, drone technology has come a long way. Uh, these are, they're shaky and Game changer. Know. Yeah, man. It was like the, the shots were like sort of these overhead uh, of... Amsterdam is that where they yeah, are? Yeah, yeah, or, um, or the Netherlands, the Netherlands Holland, or whatever Holland, and uh, yeah, they're very shaky. Looks yeah. like a guy uh, was just hadn't eaten that day. Or this something, is 2004, you know? so you can compare this to another movie that had a lot of helicopter shots, Lord of the Rings. I was about to say, obviously, has a bigger budget, but with that, you know, they've probably got the helicopter, the camera on like a gimbal of sorts, and yeah, I don't know if the technology existed fully back even then. Even those, even those shots, you can tell that like, yeah, it's a helicopter. But you like, can tell, but it's much, it's not shaky. No, no those no. are kind of like someone sitting in a news helicopter, not like handheld. Yes, yeah, this exactly. is like handheld. Do but, you think that like drone shots would be better? Would have made the Lord of the Rings shots those like sweeping surrounding shots of like? I don't know. I don't. I haven't running. done a lot with drones, so I don't really know what the capabilities are. Yeah, I don't as know. As far either. as making it look good. But maybe, perhaps. So, so this movie starts out, and it's I. You, we both thought the intro was like is a bit long. I consider it to be mm. like a little sweaty. It's doing a lot of work. Yeah. You got the character intros. So this guy wakes up and he's kind of in his blanket. This guy wakes up and kneels. Okay. Yeah. This guy wakes up and smashes his alarm clock because he doesn't want to <laughs> want it to ring. And right now, I get the idea of who each of these people are. Uh, you've got the do-gooder. You've got the silk pajamas guy that's like, I'm a bit preppy and I think I'm the best. Yeah. And then you've got the lazy apostate, we'll call him. Elder yeah. Rogers. I uh, Yes, this opening for me was like a little jarring yeah. because I had never, I had a few encounters with like four man apartments or whatever, but right. honestly none that were... Uh, long lasting it was usually just like a night or two sure you know, like an exchange a, yeah or accommodating before transfers yeah other people and and uh, so it was kind of it was just sort of foreign and the way that they were talking and the way like as soon as they wake up they're like a it's like really light out it's like it was like middle yeah. of the day yeah this was a bit i it felt like a time warp almost because yeah. they wake up and one of them starts exercising, and the other one's kind of like getting ready for the day. Yeah. And then one's reporting numbers, 
and it's all kind of happening in real time. There's no real time jump. No. And then it's just like, all right, time to go. And I'm like, whoa, 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 man. You got your personal study. <sighs> yeah, you got yeah. your companionship study. What you doing? And I don't know if that's just a thing of like maybe missions was, have changed. Yeah, maybe you know? I'm totally. But I do feel like that was always kind of a thing. Yeah. And it was just, it just felt like kind of foreign from my experience as a missionary. And it kind of took me out of it a little bit. Right. But uh, like there's some things in this movie, like they teach people in their apartment. Yeah. Which was like, that's definitely not allowed. Wow. Yeah. There's so many things that was like, whoa, man, that yeah. I don't know what it was it's back before then. they raised the bar for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it kind of took me a minute. But honestly, once I like kind of dialed into the frequency of right. like, yep. this is that whatever that is like one of the big things that took me out of it was uh how much they were talking before 10 a.m because okay. like for me anyway i was just like i did not like to speak before companionship stuff. i guess 9 a.m sure yeah um so it would just be silent you know we would all we would both just be silent doing our thing me and my companion until we absolutely had to talk to each other. Right, right. At nine in the morning. So it just, to me, that just felt a little, and that was honestly my whole mission and everyone I came across seemed to kind of be like that. And maybe they were just reading vibes off of me. Right. But uh, I don't know. It just was like, that was like, this seems like a play. This sure. seems like, of course, they got to start like talking and throwing out exposition. And sure. I, I will say in its defense, right I did live in a four man apartment. Yeah. And from like 630 to eight because eight was when we did personal study yeah in that hour and a half or whatever that there was a good good like that like there would have been interaction such as that you'd kind of yeah. be sitting around waiting for your turn in the shower yeah so you'd be sitting there talking but this movie it doesn't really like there's no clear structure to the morning yeah so it's just kind of like we're you know they wanted to, okay we got to show them getting up to show the differences, which is good. It's show, don't tell. I like that. Yeah. And we got to show, oh, he's the district leader. He's reporting the numbers. That's good. Show, don't tell. I like that. But then they're just, okay, yeah, now we're going to leave. We're ready for the day. And you're, you kind of, I don't know. It is a bit weird. I like the, um, but like I said, once I sort of got into, and it didn't take long for me to like get into who these characters were and to sort of, uh, jump into their vibe their sort of frequency of how yeah, yeah it does take them it took a minute for how me they too. were how they all are and also how the movie was sort of gonna be like it's a good sort of primer of like this is what the movie's gonna be sure yeah. maybe it's different from your experience and it is but um this is what our movie's gonna be and i honestly uh i got into it i got yeah. into it quite quickly well i think they start out good like the first kind of big funny moment is the ap prank yeah. Where the, the lazy missionaries answers the phone. He's like, oh, it's uh, the mission president. What does he say? Like, it's the assistants. They're downstairs. They want to see you. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and the junior companion guy that wants to be senior is just like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And he's like so excited. And this yeah. lazy missionary, who I like him the best, I think, in this. Cause oh, he's just, yeah. He's very sarcastic. He's very subdued. He does a lot of subtle things, yeah. I feel like. And uh, I just I appreciated him. He's very funny. He was my he was my uh, way into this movie right. for sure. Once he started going and saying stuff, that yeah. was when you could you could almost like he was a bit of a surrogate for you, maybe almost as if he was. Not that you were that missionary, because uh, as many people know, yeah, you were. I were an, I was an assistant on there. Uh, it is on my mission. I had I don't have as much of a pro. I used to have a problem telling people that, but I feel like enough time has passed and it's bared no reflection on my actual life there that you go. it's like. 
Yeah. Yeah, I was an assistant and now I work, you know, it's sort it. of a middling job. Own it, you man. Know? Yeah. Excellence on the mission has not equated to excellence <laughs> in real life. So it's like, it doesn't matter, you know. Right, right. Um, Bump the mic there. That's all right. But yeah, no, he was he was really good. He's really funny. He's not like really funny, but he's very likable. He's like the he's the Don Draper, right? Sure. He's the, yeah. He's the Rick. He's the he's the Jim Halpert. He's yeah. the Jim Halpert. He's the cool guy, and you want to like be his friend, and you, you want him do. to like you. You want him to like you, even yeah. though he's clearly a bit of a butt. You're just like, but this guy. <laughs> I mean, he knows what's going on. He yeah. knows. He's like this guy who's like talented, but uh, which is like every AMC, you know, drama, Mad Men, Breaking Bad, all these like sort of classic shows yeah. where like the lead is this person who is talented, but is underutilized or has some fatal flaw or sure. something. So yeah. it's, he kind of fits into that mold pretty well. And uh and he does a the actor does a good job of it. He's just he's got a good face, you know. Yeah. Good face, chip on his shoulder. Chip on his shoulder. He, and the, the costuming's good too, because he's always just like his tie's a little bit loose. His yeah. hair feels a little bit long. Yeah. This guy's not going out and watching movies or anything like that. No, yeah, yeah. But he's he, just lazy. He's just a bit he's done. He's he's very trunky. Right. He wants to go home. He's, he's not counting. even lazy. He's checked out. Yeah, that's what it is. And uh and it, it, it's great because the film does a good job of because it, it would be easy because like I think about my experience as a missionary and how I kind of related a bit to missionaries that were like that as a missionary. Sure. Yeah. And I, I had a little bit of animosity uh, in my heart towards those kinds of individuals. I feel like I've mellowed out a little bit since then. But, right. Um, but I think it would be easy for the viewer to maybe look at this kind of missionary, and depending on what I guess your your viewpoint coming into it, but maybe to think like this guy's uh, this guy's not working very hard, and I don't know if I like him very much. You yeah. Know? But they do a good job of of um, helping you empathize with him. Yes. Quickly, you find out eventually pretty quickly after he gets his new companion that he was dating a girl, she was writing him, everything was going good, and then his like best friend in the mission went home and for some reason he told her told his best friend to look up his girlfriend which okay dude i mean you're playing with fire yeah and uh he looks her up and then they get married like what three weeks later or something like that some yeah pretty quick thing. yeah and uh and that just destroys him because he's lost his good friend he hates him and he's lost his girl and he's almost going home and he's been in the mission forever and hasn't had any success. That's and a big his thing parents his. got divorced six parents months ago. Parents got divorced ago. while he was gone. Yeah. And it's like, numbers don't matter. Like his elder Calhoun's like, how many baptisms you had? He's like, elder, numbers don't matter. Which yeah. is, that's like something you can empathize with. Because you kind of go, if you were especially like ridden hard on your mission to get good numbers. Yeah. You feel that like, yeah, that's right. They don't matter. Yeah. I like this guy. He's He's got a good head on his shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good, and so that's that's the setup for this guy where you start to understand him. Yeah, and he's likable, and you he's our, he's he was definitely my sort of way in, and I think he's designed that way. Yeah, and in that way, I say kudos to the writers. Well written. Yeah. I enjoyed this. Good, person. good, and he has a good arc. Great arc. So they got to go to the train station to pick up the new missionary. And there's a weird thing where he like goes off to go get himself a Stroop waffle or something. Oh, those are so good. And I agree. They're very good. Yeah. But I don't know if this was a thing back then. I feel like it wasn't even back then. But he just goes off on his own. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, I'm going to take off. I'm going to go get a, a, some food. I'll meet you guys at the train station later. 
Like nowadays, they would all three go to the train station to pick up the companion. I think it was. I think the point of that scene was that he is a he's lax with the rules. Maybe it was like not a send homeable offense, like it maybe would be now, but yeah. more of a you shouldn't really do that. He didn't yeah, have yeah, yeah. to do that. It's like I I but wonder. The, but even the good guys, like the the guy that plays Alvin in all the other movies, I feel like at one point he goes outside alone. He's like, I'm gonna go to the store. I'll see you guys later. So maybe it was fine. Or he's he yeah he was about to yeah there's yeah I I often wonder like how lax were the rules before yeah. that belt tightening occurred right, right. around preach my gospel time mm-hmm. but yeah so that's so they go to the the train station and they pick up Elder Calhoun this is Kirby Hayborn yeah what do you think of old Kirby there uh, I'm a general fan of Kirby Hayborn okay. in all of these films I always it's weird I always have this sort of whiplash thing that happens for me where initially i'm like oh sorry <laughs> i don't know if that's picking up on the mic <laughs> it's not too loud i'm, okay. I'm doing a fidget spinner right now <laughs> troy is fidgeting i'm fidgeting well, sorry hopefully uh... the microphone. <laughs> uh what sorry what were you saying about kirby kirby i'm always like um i have this thing with him where i'm like is he too much but uh, like, is he be like at the very first instant where I heard his accent, which is sort of the southern drawl? Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh boy, he's doing this. He's really hamming it up. Yep. But um, I don't know. He's just such like an adorable person <laughs> that yeah. like he he made it work, and he he gave some humanity to it. And honestly, there's just something about Kirby Hayborn that's like. There's a reason why he was so like successful in all of these. Yeah, these he does films. good work, and even in this one, he could have been like an over-the-top caricature. Yeah, and he is sort of, but also, like you said, he is. There's some genuine humanity behind yeah, it, yeah, yeah. where you can you really start to feel it at different moments. He doesn't have it turned up to eleven no. every minute. Sometimes he brings it down a notch to just let you let you breathe a little. And bit. the thing with him too is that he is funny. Yes, he, he's funny, which is like. You can get away with more if you're actually funny, which he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you think of him? I liked him. I, I think he's quite funny in this. Yeah. He's got some good moments. Um, so they pick each other up. It's like, all right, don't corrupt him. Like, be good to this guy. Yeah. They're kind of not poisoning the well, but sort of saying, all right, this your companion. Really, he's going to be an interesting one for you. Yeah. And uh, you were saying, why would the mission president let this guy train? Yes. And to me, it's like, it's the classic... There's two approaches to it. Either you knock the guy down to junior companion and humiliate him yeah. to kick him into gear, or you give him some more responsibility to kick him into gear. Right. And I find that, I don't know, in my experience, almost neither of those outcomes usually worked. <laughs> yeah. Like either you humiliate them down and they just were like, all right, well then I'm done. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter. What yeah. can I do? I'm not getting out of this hole. Yeah. Or you bring them up to some responsibility position and they just end up making corrupt a huge someone mess. Else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that would have just tough never. Situation. That would not have happened um, under were, my watch. Under your watch, watch you would have said, watch. President, let me, let me whisper in your ear here and tell you. This don't is who do that. should train. <laughs> let me tell you, I owe this one guy a solid, all right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like currying favors right, with Right, you're everyone. selling positions. Yeah. Uh, Priestcraft. So then... Uh, <laughs> So they go home and uh, there's, there's kind of this funny like, oh, we're taking lunch early and you can tell that the lazy missionary and other Calhoun haven't really been doing anything yeah. that day. They've just been like, let's get you home and unpack 
and hang out for a minute. And uh, and they get home and there's they're waiting for the mail. Yeah. The, the other two, the other companionship. Yes. And then there's this funny thing where it's like the letters don't come while you wait for them, Elder. Uh, well, okay. And then he walks away, and then they do show up. Yeah. And then it's they're all for this preppy young six month missionary. I told they're you before. For- I want. I really wanted that gag to be because he's he's got his face right up to the mail hole, the preppy yeah. missionary, and I just wanted you know to be like they don't come while you're watching. Elder, and he's like, oh, and then like get it's like the edge of an envelope right in his eye. Like, right. I would have. I would have loved that. Yeah. Missed so opportunity. It didn't do that, but it does have a little. The mail comes, and then another one comes back a minute later because there's no yeah. mail for Alvin. I'm just gonna keep calling him Alvin. There's no mail for <laughs> Alvin, and uh, but then one drops in later, and it's like sorry. And it's a cassette tape. Yeah. So he's very excited about it. And it's this. in English for some reason. Right. Or was like, that the other missionary who's dropping it off? Oh, yeah. The, it's like a, I think a missionary. Yep. Okay. That's I what it was. And uh, one thing this movie does that's interesting is it gives us chances to see all the characters in kind of different interactions. Because yeah. occasionally it'll be like, I'm going to go to the store shopping with this elder. Yeah. So then they go and then it's Alvin and Elder Rogers, the lazy guy. Yeah. And they're together and they have a good scene together. Or it's um, Elder Calhoun and, and the other guy or something like that. Yeah. They just get nice moments to breathe, even though it is a four person apartment. Yeah. Uh, and so then they go to the park because Elder Calhoun's convinced Elder Rogers to go to the park. And this is where they meet this, uh, this American who speaks English. And there's a funny moment where he's like, hi, I'm sorry. I don't speak Dutch. And Elder Calhoun's like, what? I don't know what language he's speaking. He's like, speaking English, Elder Calhoun. Good little, good little moment there. And, uh, and they get to talk, but it's kind of awkward. Elder Calhoun doesn't really know what he's saying. And the guy clearly is like not interested. Yeah. And then he just walks away. This guy looks just like Michael Fassbender. He to really me. does. He's got a real Fassbender look. That quick, just like a quick glance out of the corner eye. It's just like it's Michael Fassbender in a right. Mormon film. You pointed out this is the lawyer from the RM. This yeah. is the guy that's like, all right, the fraternity's kind of in trouble, but we can do something about it. Yeah. But he's got different hair. Well, no, this. he's the he's the the prosecutor for the. He's got he's the guy that has like the oh. wig on. Oh, you're right. He's not the lawyer, the no. defense lawyer. He's the guy that's like, now your honor. You're I on, say yeah. this, and he just kind of like Jim Carrey impression. And he really hams. Oh, it you're up right. Hard. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And he's the one in um, the Singles Ward who like brings the pie to them. He's like, we got fresh oh, cherry pie. Right. Because right. he's got like that good eye, huge smile. Yeah. It's hard um, to know who these people are in movies because you don't know their names. So you just see that someone shows up <laughs> in a movie, and I'm like, I don't know who he was in there. He's yeah. someone. Yeah. But, um, I'm surprised DeVerl didn't show up. Yeah, where the heck this. was DeVerl, man? Come on, DeVerl. I mean, isn't this like a prequel to the RM anyways? Yeah, I think it is. No, it's not. <laughs> he serves it's, in a different mission It's in that the one. Uh, Mormon cinematic. Uh, the MCU, yeah. Well, let's make that a thing. All interconnected. All, it's all connected. It's all um, Yeah, so connected. they go back home. They're learning the language. This is You're just getting more character development. Elder Calhoun doesn't really understand it. This is when they have the funny thing where he's like, there's a guttural sound. It's a G. It's like a, and he says it. And Elder Calhoun's like, he, he like gags like, on his right, own tongue. Try that tomorrow. <laughs> uh, don't do that anymore. They do something really smart here. I think they, um, they kind of, so like they start with um, the lazy missionary. What's his name? Uh, Elder Rogers. Elder Rogers. Yeah. Lazy missionary, Elder Rogers. He, uh, you know, starts very lazy. He kind of quickly has a bit of a turnaround, though, where, like, he starts 
now he starts praying on his knees instead of yeah. in his bed on his back or whatever, you know, and he, and he, uh, and they show like a little montage of him sort of starting to step up a little bit and, and participate just because Elder Calhoun is so like, it always gung-ho. feels like it's a fine, I'll show you why I am the way I am. But it looks good on him. It does. Yeah. You know, you can tell he's like, he's good at it. Yeah. You can, that he, he knows he's got that skill behind yeah. his head. Yeah. Just waiting. That was nice to see. I liked that. I was yeah, like... That he mm. wasn't incapable. But no. then it, it does lead into the great moment at the end, which we'll talk about, where yeah. they're teaching the lesson, which I think is just kind of like masterful in it my is. opinion. It is. It kind of is. Kind yeah. of a masterful scene. But th- this, when they're in the house, uh, Elder Calhoun and Preppy Guy go out to go shopping. And I thought there's a really nice scene between Alvin and uh, Elder Rogers mm-hmm. where it felt very much like a play. In a way, just the way the dialogue was going back and forth, but it's they're is kind that of sort of their confrontation. This is their confrontation where he's yeah. like, "Why are you not doing this?" And he's like, "Listen, if you had been through what I had been through, you'd understand." Yeah. And Alvin's like, "No, I wouldn't. I'd be fine. I, yeah, it'd be yeah. sad, but I'd get over I'd it. Get over and it." And a little bit of foreshadowing there that eventually, spoiler, uh, Alvin's girlfriend does break up with him. Yeah. And get married someone else. Yeah. And and he does go through a similar thing of like really struggling. But in this moment, he's very confident and very self-assured. Like, no, Elder, you just need to have faith. Yeah. Like, and you and you really start to sympathize with Elder Rogers because he's making his points very clearly. He's like, look, I, and he's like, I don't even think you have a testimony anymore. And he's like, I don't know, man. Maybe like, I it's, don't. Maybe yeah. I don't. It's tough. And it's not in a very antagonistic way. It's just in a way that you really feel. You're like, yeah. I don't blame him for feeling this way. Yeah. He's not being a jerk. No. It's not like a Will Swenson. This is a bad guy here. Yeah. He, yeah, he yeah. feels like a very genuine person. He's a guy who actually went out on a mission. He did what he was supposed to do and then, you know, kind of got a couple of gut punches in the form of like his, his girlfriend getting. His girlfriend, his parents, just the his fact parents that. Getting divorced and a good idea to set this story the in the like a european place because it's you already know like he's got zero baptism right it's yeah. not an easy mission these guys are just tracting for nothing for yeah. years some of them don't ever get a baptism yeah and uh so yeah i, I liked that that I was really like that i scene. did I, 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 did, I did too yeah i almost i was like man i'd love to see like more of this um like even like a better script just some missionaries arguing in an apartment like a my dinner with andre kind of thing you yeah know? maybe that would be kind oh, of that'd be interesting yeah. to see i don't know maybe it'd be super boring who knows uh <laughs> there's this funny bit because so they went shopping for bread they come back and it turns out that elder calhoun asked for instead of a cut loaf he asked for a circumcised loaf yes which is very funny although i really wish they'd just shown that happening yeah Great opportunity for a reaction from the baker hearing a missionary from the church ask her for a circumcised loaf of bread. Yeah. Like, I think there's a lot of potential there. Maybe it got cut for time, but I don't know. There's other things you could have cut. It just, I was like, funny would have been very funny had that just happened in a church movie, you know? Yeah, I I agree. I I hope that there was a good reason. I'm I'm gonna trust that there trust was that some there was a good reason. Yeah, some good it seems reason. like it's a competent movie. They and they had the song this shot in the bakery. Yeah. So it's like maybe they filmed it and it just didn't work. Yeah. So, that's entirely possible. So it could be. Yeah. So then they have some funny hijinks with the tape because Alvin's trying to get his tape that he got from his girlfriend to play, but. The one tape recorder was given to a member and the other tape recorder was left in a mission suitcase. And so he's trying to, oh, I got to go out to get it or something. Yeah. And uh, so he, he sees these wooden shoes on the wall 
And I, I can kind of see in his frazzled state, he's like, all right, I need shoes. Ah, uh, shoes. There they are. Yeah, Put he pulls on. off two wooden shoes off the wall. Puts and, them on. And, and this is, for me, I'm just like, this is. You laughed at this. I did laugh at this. You're right. Does that invalidate what I'm about to say okay, next? Where maybe I'm, not. Okay, where I'm, I'm just like, this seems stupid. This what? seems silly. I don't buy it. It I'm was just... silly, but it was funny. He runs away with the tape and it starts unspooling it's it. Wha- it's and wacky And then he comes back in and he drops laugh. it and yeah. steps on it and it breaks. Listen, and he's, he's panicking. He's I love this... me some good slapstick. It is slapstick. I can't get enough of it. And uh, this movie's got it in spades. Does it have it in spades or does it have it in diamonds diamonds yeah some lesser some lesser denomination clove, such as clover. the pentecostals <laughs> Ooh, baby oh there's no shade of the pentecostals no no i'm not i don't want them to come after me like darren did darren we're sorry darren forgive us we didn't mean to burn that bridge pentecostals forgive us um yeah, yeah. good luck making a movie with darren Southam now. yeah no kidding uh so there was I thought there was one, there's a lot of montages in this movie. And like yeah. you said, this is when it starts to show uh, Elder Rogers coming into his own. He's, yeah. he's doing stuff. But it, it, there's a nice contrast where, and I, I did like this. I thought it was a good film idea. Elder Calhoun is filling out numbers in his book. Yeah. And it immediately cuts to Elder Rogers crossing off numbers on his calendar. Right. And I did think that was a really nice little juxtaposition. A little match on action. Again, show, don't tell. I love it. This movie does a lot of that. So I'm happy about it. I was happy when the, the, um, what's it called, Uh, montage came in this film. Um, Because a lot of this film is real time. Yes. You know? And so when they do sort of abbreviate the the passage of time, I was like, oh, this is good. But sometimes I get confused because I'm like, how much longer does this guy have left on his mission? Yeah. And sometimes I get the impression that there's like a month left. Yeah. Like how much time did they spend together actually? Well, it was, I think it was just a transfer. Right. Or two. At the most. No, because they don't go through another... Surely they would have done that. But, like, what's-his-name is fluent in uh, Dutch by the end of the film. uh, Well, he says one thing good to a person. Still. I don't know if that's fluent. To me, it was probably, like, two transfers, but I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. it was... uh, Yeah, it was uh, was pretty good. So then they're going through, and it's like nothing they're doing is having success. So they have a nice thing where... Elder Rogers, and this is another nice part of his development, he makes breakfast for his companion. And it's funny because the other two missionaries clearly want some of it. And he's like, yeah. no, no, no. I, and this is the classic, like, you don't like your companion? Yeah. Serve them. Like, right. that's the number one piece of advice that they give missionaries. So he makes some breakfast. And, it's, and Elder Calhoun's been praying for, like, 20 minutes. Keeps showing the clock. Yeah. And he gets up. He walks to the table. He says, Elder, I know why we're not having success. <laughs> We need to fast. Yeah, I actually I laughed at this. It's 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 very funny because then immediately yeah. the other missionaries grab the food and start eating it. Yeah, it was and, actually uh, it was really good. And uh, I I thought you know it's funny it reminded me of a story from my mission. So we won't get into too many mission stories here, but uh, so movies a mission story. There was a, a an elder in my mission who had died. Well, sorry, I'm just ruining the joke here. But uh, <laughs> we can it. cut it out, start again. Yeah. Um, there was a missionary who would, every time they come to our district meetings, they, they would say to us, elders, what can we do to help you? And we'd be like, I don't know. Just keep praying for us. And th- someone would be like, we have this investigator. This is their problem. And the zone leaders would be like, one of them, the senior companion would always say, elders, we're going to fast for you. 
And I really always, it hit me so, I was like, wow, that's so kind. Like, I love that, that these guys are fasting for me every time. One time I asked his companion about it. I was like, wow, you guys sure fast a lot. I really appreciate it. He's like, yeah, no, he has diabetes. I fast a lot. The soul meter couldn't even fast. He would just make his companion do it. He's just, oh, that's good. Yeah, I kind of almost spoiled it. Pretty much did. Um, no, it's good. You saved it. Yeah. So, but the, I love the scene because it's all silent. He's just making breakfast in silence because they don't want to interrupt Elder Calhoun praying. Yeah, uh, I do think it's really nice. And it's yeah, it's good because you like to see uh, Elder Rogers developing as that's right a character. It's, he doesn't go from zero to sixty anyway. No. He's still got his warts and stuff, but yeah. he's you can tell he's trying. Yeah, it's like a really nice thing to do for for someone. Yeah, you know, to makes make him them full breakfast, and then they're like, "We gotta fast," and then. And then pull the plates away. Right. And Very so then funny. they go out contacting and you can tell that they're not having a lot of success. Ultimately, Elder Calhoun ends up contacting the bishop's daughter and he doesn't realize it till after. Yeah. It's kind of a funny little thing. I promise she'll be in church on Sunday. She's the bishop's daughter. How do you know? Yeah. It's kind of funny. But uh, Elder Rogers does end up cheating on the fast. So you can see he's still got that dark streak. He's got some food in his pockets. And Elder Calhoun's very arts. disappointed. He's, yes. he's like trying to buy a hot dog or something. Yeah. And uh, so then they decide, he says, you know what? Why don't you pick what we do? And Elder Rogers says, well, let's go to the grocery store. Elder Calhoun's like, wow, this is so inspired. And Rogers is like, yeah, sure, okay. But then in the grocery store, he meets the dentist. And there's a really funny... Optometrist. Opto- sorry, I keep calling him a dentist. Yeah. An optometrist. And there's a very funny long take in this where he's basically... Elder Calhoun's going through the pitch for the Book of Mormon in English. Yeah. And the optometrist guy is just like trying to get rid of him. He's just like, uh-huh. like yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Okay, very nice. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. And he's like Great. trying to get away. Cool. Great bit where he puts a bottle of wine he's, in his yeah. basket. <laughs> and then when he turns away, Elder Calhoun picks it up and puts it back on the shelf. Not, no, no stop in the no, talking. It's just very subtle. I love it. This is the kind really of stuff good. I want in these movies. Kirby Hayborn, yeah, that's like the moment where you're like, this guy's a pro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he doesn't just, yeah, no, he's not putting too much butter on it. He just, no. good, good and joke. And it's like, yeah, this is a joke. This is this is a funny sequence. This isn't like, because if he someone actually did that, that would be like, what are you doing? Yeah, no, but it's played as a joke, and it's the guy doesn't even notice it. He just yeah. turns away, and it's gone. Really good. Yeah. Real funny. So, and then at the end, Great job, Kirby. He, he gives him, he said, he says, well, I, can the guy says, well, let, look, let me, can I have your number and I'll call you? Yeah. And everyone who's been on a mission hears that and goes, well, you tried, you know, that's, you're never going to hear from that guy again. <laughs> yeah. If anything, he's going to block your number just to be safe. <laughs> yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? And uh, he writes it in a copy of a Dutch book of Mormon, which is a setup for later. Yeah. And then they... They go off to the races with that. He says, he goes back and says, Elder, Elder, I gave a Book of Mormon to someone. Oh, really? Like, tell me about it. Yeah, he's, he's going to, we're going to have an appointment. It's going to be great. I gave him my number and he said he'll call me. And then yeah. Elder Rogers, you just see in his face, he's like, oh. Oh, good try, man. Sorry, Elder. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's like, you just know that. And uh, so they go home. He's Elder Calhoun's still fasting, which is a little problematic. I remember the handbook was always like, Please don't fast too much. I don't want you to die. I got really sick one time from fasting. Did you do a, a 48 hours? It was like a 24, full 24, no water, oh, no food. Oh, You're not the, supposed to do Oh, that. I know. And the first meal I ate was like a bunch of chili and cornbread, <laughs> like two helpings. I ate, I ate the, oh, the family no. that we were with. I ate the daughter's helping too. I was like, she's like, I, I'm done. I'm like, I'll eat that. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I eat it, and then afterwards, I'm just like, uh, I get really sick, and I can't digest it, and oh, I have man. to throw it all up. And uh, anyway, yeah, big disaster. Yeah, but apparently it worked out well for these guys. Yeah, so he he fasts, and then they say, you know what? Let's have a community prayer together. Yeah. I think Alvin suggests it because they're like they're like he's no he's not gonna call. Yeah, and, it's like nine o'clock, man. He's not gonna call everyone, and, and he's Calvin's waiting by the waiting phone. By the phone, it's a landline, right? It's, it's a landline, and they're just like, hey, man, like, do you want something to eat or something? Like, it's not gonna he's not gonna call. He's like, no, it's okay. Yeah, and then they do the prayer. Yeah. And what's his name does like this nice prayer and then like, please bless him, the guy that he'll call. And then immediately like the phone rings and they, yeah. they get up. A little hallelujah chorus starts hallelujah playing chorus, it's and they him. all look up and it's, it's funny. It's a funny little thing. Yeah. And so they set an appointment at their house, which we already said is weird. Weird. Which uh, oh, one of the thought about the house, there's the funny thing about the one elder from Utah has got three pictures yeah. on his wall of right, three right. girls that he's writing. And behind the pictures are <laughs> pictures of the brethren. The, yeah. the old first presidency of President Hinckley, James E. Faust, and President Monson, right? Yeah. I think on there. I think so. So he's, uh, yeah, just a little humble brag. I know my stuff here. Humble brag. Uh, yeah. He knows his promise. But it's funny because he flips them around when, when he needs to. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the guy comes over and he's like, listen, I'm, I'm just stopping by because uh, you gave me the wrong copy of the book. It's, this is Dutch. And then he's like instantly, oh, well, here's one in English. Yeah, it's the the beginning of the scene starts with him sort of be like, eh, "I'm just gonna like, get like you out can, of here." You can hair. tell by his body language that he's just trying to like I let just, them down easy. Yeah, guys, listen. But they do a good job of like, and this is cool because this is Elder Rogers. Really, he's like surprised that this has worked. Right. The whole time, you know? there's an, a subtlety behind everything he says that's like a okay. Yeah, like everything that happens, he gets surprised by. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah, it is, and and like it's like okay, now it's game time. Now I actually have to teach. And I have to teach, and I have to teach in English. In English, which I never do, and probably, and it's reasonable to say he's never taught a real proper discussion with Elder Calhoun at this point. Well, yeah. we know that because he's like, listen, let me do the heavy lifting when the time is right. Bear your testimony, and Elder Calhoun's like, well, how will I know? He's like, you just. I don't know. You'll, I don't know. Yeah. you'll just know, I guess. What follows is um, the climax of the film for me. Yeah. And uh, is maybe one of the most masterful, like you said, masterful um, balance of the dramatic and the humorous. Right. To make it spiritual, but not like too much that you start going like, okay. You know, you never, yeah. you're not rolling your eyes at it. You're like, no, okay, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm digging this. Because it's not even like, here's the thing. This is a spiritual scene. Like, I felt uh, I felt the spirit cool. as yeah. I was, like, watching. I would say I did, too. This this scene. Because he basically does the first vision. Yeah. Does the Joseph Smith story. and But what you're watching, what's cool is that you're seeing, like, you're watching Elder Rogers tell the story. In a really, like, good, clean, concise, quick way. Yeah. And... You're watching him uh, internalize what he's saying and yeah. feel what is probably for the first time, uh, you know, the the truth of what he's saying or the the, the power of the message that that he's saying. And um, it's that sort of it, it's it's this arc is sort of coming full full uh, arc. I right. Guess. He's established Apex, that he doesn't really know? have a testimony, and so it's like at the same time that Elder Rogers is kind of finding his faith again. This investigator is also starting, 
And the nice thing is he's just, all he's doing is just feeling something. Yeah. This does, scene doesn't end with a baptismal commitment. No. It doesn't. It doesn't end with him saying, wow, I know it's true. He's just kind of like, okay, yeah, that, that was I a powerful story. There. Yeah. 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 Which is great, you know? It it's was great. just It feels very realistic. It feels very, I don't know, not too on the nose, I guess this you could whole, say. This whole experience with the investigator uh, was, it is realistic. It, it, yeah. Like, that happens sometimes, you yeah. know? Where you actually will meet someone and be like, ah, they're never gonna. But then they, like, keep surprising you all the yeah. way to right. being baptized. And you're sure. like, wow, incredible. Yeah. Um, so it's not unrealistic, and... Uh, and it's it's really great, like because Elder Rogers, the actor who plays Elder Rogers, really uh, he really sold that yeah, moment where he he's does. like he's telling the story, and he, he you can see he's like he's visually he's he's visibly affected by it. Yeah, and so is the the investigator as well. Yeah, and uh, mean and like, but it's but it's doing funny stuff too, yeah. which is kind of like keeping your interest, but it's still not distracting from the drama of it, which is yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, all the way up until... Up until the moment. But then even then afterwards, it, it kind of like to release the tension almost of like, whoa, this is, how do you come out from that? I know that and Joseph I, Smith is a pamphlet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I mean a prophet. And the investigator's like, no, 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 I know, I know what you meant. meant. It's, it's okay. And and like, yeah. it's just a good, just very well, the, the pacing... It's the rhythm of the scene. Great scene is really good. Great scene. It was. It was like the, this the, character that we've. He keeps trying to bear his testimony. Elder Calhoun doesn't know yeah. when, so he. It's not like he figured it out all of a sudden. No. They would be very rusty teaching together for the first time. Yeah. In English, never done before. Yeah. So he keeps jumping in with it, and he, he's wrong. And then he gets the flip book out, and he's like flipping it to the first vision, and then he like flips <laughs> yeah. the page, and it's like Peter, James, and John yeah, giving yeah. the priesthood, and he's like, "Wait a second, this is wrong." Like he's trying to figure it out. Yeah. Holds up another pamphlet. It says, "Thou shalt not commit adultery." Like, All it's the just, while, he's just telling the Joseph Smith story. Right. It's just totally it's, unrelated. This but. whole thing is a disaster and shouldn't work, but it's just like it does. That's the thing about missionary yeah. work. Sometimes is sometimes it's okay if, in spite of the missionaries, in spite of the missionaries, yeah. this is an example of they did the work so it doesn't matter that they weren't fully prepared because god made up the difference essentially like yeah. this is one of those stories it was honestly it's a, it's a great scene in that i just love seeing uh elder rogers he he progresses as he sort of uh comes into his own again he re because like at the end he's like that's why i'm here yeah that's he says I'm it here. three times and it's just the the it's just so good the delivery yeah, is that's so the good thesis that. of the, maybe the movie and maybe the the that scene for sure. He like says it once for the investigator, once to be like, yeah, for and then like once almost. for himself. Like, like he yeah. just really hits it home, home run. Right and there. then and then for uh, uh, Kirby Elder Calhoun, he's like, it's almost like he's a bit of a. He was definitely the catalyst for Elder Rogers to become sort of the better missionary that he was becoming. He's integral in that, yeah. sort of waking that up. And so it's kind of like. He's learning too. Obviously, he's very rusty, but like his, uh, I don't know. There's, there seems like there's a progression for him in that moment too. It's in that good. Scene. Yep, they both kind of grow really up a good. little bit. Yeah. Now the scene was prefaced by the other missionaries clean the apartment for them before yeah. they went out, and then uh, they go in the bathroom and have like a bit of a Ace Ventura, do not go in there yeah. kind of bit, which does get kind of paid off later, funnily, uh, funnily enough. Yes. But the two missionaries, while this lesson's going on, the other two guys, they're waiting outside, and they're going through this. There's been a thing this whole time that's like a 
one missionary, Alvin can't stop saying the word flip, and the other guy's getting yeah. mad at him, and every time he says it, he gets to hit him. Yeah. And then... And he's they, had enough. Right, he's had enough, and they basically just start, like, fighting and chasing each other up the stairs. Yeah. And they go in at the end of this lesson, and the one guy runs into the room and, like, goes in the bathroom and is like, oh, no, I can't go in there. It's very gross, so he has to be in the living room. Yeah. And then Alvin chases him, and he slams open the door and pushes the investigator behind the door. Behind the door. And it's funny because he's like, where is he? Talking about the other missionary. They're like, oh, he's behind the door. Thinking he's talking about the investigator. Then he starts, like, pushing it even harder. Thinking it's the missionary. But it's like, no, 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 what are you doing? No, no, no. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny. And so then – and this would be very awkward, I thought. Like, if your investigator saw you – as you're at your most yeah. horse playist, yeah. ooh, that would be so embarrassing. Bad. Yeah. Or maybe good. I don't know. I always wondered that. I was like, is it good if people hear us being normal? That we're just normal people. Yeah. Like I've seen some like, you know, people have doorbell cameras now. I've seen footage make the rounds <laughs> on YouTube that. of like missionaries <laughs> yeah. on the doorstep talking about like, you Tell know, them dirty jokes. Or, yeah. Just like, yeah. oh, guys, don't do that. And I don't know if that makes it like, huh, yeah, let those guys in. They're just regular <laughs> guys. Or like. Tisk 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 tisk. I know one time I like left a house, and I don't know why my companion was like, "Yeah, who do you think like the prettiest young woman in the ward is, or something like that?" And I was like, "I don't know, probably like this girl." And then we looked yeah. over, and there's like a house with the window open. There's like someone sitting in the window, and oh, I'm just yeah. like, "Okay, let's just get on our bikes and get out of here." Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. but uh, yeah, yeah, you know, you have those funny moments. But yeah, it's very unprofessional. And then the mission president shows up. Yeah. Here's my thing. I love this mission president scene. I don't I feel like it's weird to have this right after the like the crazy climax investigator. I don't yeah. know where else you put it, to be honest. But it does feel a bit jarring because he's like, Elders, the spirit isn't here. And it's like it really was half a second ago. Yeah. And you're roping these other two missionaries into this, but they really kind of shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't Why really... was he there? To begin with. What did he say? He, ha- I think it's because he got a call from Elder Roger's mom that she wasn't writing. Right. That's what I interpreted And that gets that revealed. Yeah, yeah. At, at the end, end that he's like, scene. your mom's not writing me. I need you to write your mom. I could see that as being a, why isn't he writing his mom? I should go check on him. Yeah. And so he just goes in to do a spot check. Right. It is good. It's a it's a good scene. He's a good mission president. It's funny. Yeah. He, he really, you feel it. He walks in and like, even I'm just like. Oh boy! It's like the generals come to inspect the barracks. Kind yes, of thing. exactly. They stand like, up boys, straight. What's going on here? Is tied up with a cowboy hat on. <laughs> yeah, they've they've got uh, the President Hinckley pictures on the ground and the girl pictures oh, behind that was it. Good, the yeah. mission president like picks it up and the other guy's like, "Oh, let me take that. I wouldn't want you to cut yourself." <laughs> and he like takes like, the picture away and underneath that. Picture, well, you don't know that at first though. Right, he's like, because right. you know that like there's a girl on the other side and that's why he wants to take it away. And he's like, the mission president's like, "No, I got it. Don't worry." Yeah. And then he like go, turns to look it over and it's a picture of the missionary and the mission president yeah. like just buddying it up. And, and then the camera cut to him crumpling up or like putting the, the yeah. picture of the girl in his in his jeans or whatever. Yeah, he's like crumpling it up and putting it away. And it's just the timing, good work. It's great. Like, big laugh. Big yeah, laugh. Big laugh. Sure. See, here's the thing. I feel like there's so many jokes in the other like singles ward RM, some of these other hailstorms where we both thought like you let it go on too long or yeah. the timing was a little yeah. off. And just so many of them land in this one, especially. Honestly, like, yeah, there's some big laughs. I remember in the in the theater, the, these were like huge laugh moments. People were yeah. loving this and for good reason. I think it's, I think part of it is like that this movie does a good job. Like, 
I think it was um, Judd Apatow something, some interview where he's talking about like the best comedies could for, be dramas. For reference, if that's the guy that does like Forty Year Old Virgin, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, they're more like kind of gross out comedies with Paul Rudd and yeah, and um, Seth Rogen, James. Yeah, Brando yeah, yeah. Kind of he anyway, does sorry. all those sort of um, sort of comedy stuff, but he's like the best comedies could be out could be good dramas by themselves like that's how you should sort of frame them it's a good thought which is kind of what this movie is doing it really is is, at its heart it is like a drama first and foremost Mm -hmm. you know but it but it is funny yeah it's a very funny film yeah um so yeah this scene ends and and uh with that with the thing like you haven't written your mom you need to write Right. He Your writes mom. a prescription to the eight, to the two elders for like their scriptures. He's like, take this once a day and get back to me. Yeah. Elder Calhoun says something like, I've been working so hard. My rear end is looking wonderful. And he's like. In Dutch. Yeah. He's like, yeah, keep working on that. And it's the subtitles are like, my butt looks good. He's like, nice Dutch idiot. Keep working on it. It's funny. It's funny. But yeah. Elder Rogers, write your mom. And, um, and like, I think they have a nice little moment together. He's like, write your mom. I told her you would. You wouldn't want to make a liar out of me, would you? Yeah, that was like an intense moment. Yeah. Do you think that after this moment, um, because for me, what follows is sort of like a, it's a bit of a montage sequence of like now Kirby and Elder Rogers are just lighting it up. They're doing Mm -hmm. really good. Their numbers are high. They're, they're, yeah, they're the, leading the mission. They're breaking leading records. The mission, breaking records. And at the same time, it's also because um, shortly or somewhere in this here. This is right after the mission president leaves. He gets the tape recorder. The working. tape recorder. And at first he's listening and it's all your family's great. Everyone's good. Yeah. And then he's like gets to a part. She went to a dance and he's like, it's fine. I got to go talk to the mission president because yeah. he gets called down. And then preppy guy is like, well, let's just, who wants to know how Julie sounds? So then they start listening to it. And then he walks in at the end only to find out. She's got a boyfriend now slash husband. And it's a funny little embedded joke where she's like, I met him and it's been a crazy three weeks. You know, (laughs) we're engaged. We hung out every day for three weeks. Yep. You're just like, yep, yep, yep. So, so now that missionary Alvin is like in the in the depths of despair. So it's like that little story is going on. Plus, the other missionaries are <laughs> yeah. rocking it. I think that this is a moment in the film where it's maybe unnecessary, and maybe you could have trimmed it. Yes, uh, made I, it more of a montage, even. I, maybe it just needs to be know. a conversation, a repeat of the conversation earlier. Um, you, you can have like a time jump or something and yeah. it's like Alvin is just depressed and I thought they did it good where it's like okay he's not totally lazy but it's like a P day and he didn't leave the house yeah. or something like that Yeah. and you, you maybe have a sit down a nice chat like before but now it's turned around like they kind of do at the end part of me part of me wonders how they could have uh, sort of tightened it up but, but part of me is like I just don't know if like I agree. I love the arc. I love that it happens you to know, him. I love that yeah. he then finds himself in the place that he thought he wouldn't. Yeah. I do love that. I just wonder if, yeah, like you said, because after this scene, I think you felt the same way. This is when I started to be like, okay, how much is left in this? Because it's I'm like we had it, like but... we had like the high of of Elder Rogers kind of self-actualizing yeah. and remembering why he was on the mission. Yeah. It's almost like like a resolution should be coming shortly there. It feels like, it feels like you're almost to the end. Cause but, he, but like his plot, 
his plot is kind of done. Yeah, it is. This. All that's left to do for him anyways, just to continue to be good. So like the most compelling part of the whole story was his redemption. Yeah. And it's completed now. Yeah. And, uh, and there's still 20 more minutes left. So maybe the the Alvin guy gets the message earlier. You don't have the whole rigmarole around the, like the tape recorder. Maybe he gets that earlier. And then when the mission president shows up, it's not that they're like horse playing, although that is quite funny. Yeah. It's just that he's like, he's not doing anything. Yeah, maybe it has to happen sooner or something, and then and then you have sort of a shorter montage of like these guys are killing it. I'm kind of sad. Yeah, and then, the mission president can even say something like, "Alvin, I expected more from you." Like yeah. a, a real dressing down, a real breakdown of him because he's got a bit of a like pride thing going on. Maybe he needs some be taken down a peg. Yeah, so maybe that's how you do it because it. I agree, feels a little long. The last portion is uh, is the investigator coming back to tell them and they're sort of like prefacing it with like ah, he's going away for a week likely yeah. he'll never want to talk to us again yeah he's kind of pessimistic elder rogers about the whole thing he's it seems like, like oh, an investigator whatever. that he's kind of stalled out you know they've yeah. taught him all the lessons but he hasn't made any commitments so they're just they've like asked well, what, him a bunch to be baptized yeah yeah and then he uh, he comes over. He's he wants to visit them earlier than his his yeah his appointment, which is kind of troubling. Oh, I was I was like sitting. I had, couldn't remember how the movie ended. I was like, oh dang, he like drops them. Yeah. That sucks. Like it, the way he's playing it is very much like yeah. Oh no, this is it. So guys, listen. I've been thinking a lot about it. I really appreciate all the time you've yeah. taken. And he, and Elder Rogers is just like winding up for the he blow. He just you see it in his face. He's just slowly like <sighs> looking yeah. down, and then he's like. I want to be baptized. To get baptized. And Elder like, Rogers is like, great. Great. It's just like, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? And then they're freaking out because they're just like, okay, what, what do we do what now? What do we do? We, <laughs> we don't know. Got, we never got yeah. this far before. So then they do some scheduling. And um, I was so thankful for this, but it's just a, it's a, it's a quick cut yes. to him getting baptized. Yep. The guy. Cause yep. I was like, are we going to have to do like a whole nother week? Like, cause, oh, cause I could, yeah. I could see it being a whole other a whole thing of like, well, we haven't taught him the word. Will wisdom he, won't yet. He... He's not keeping his yeah, commitments. Yeah. He's dating a girl. They already mentioned earlier in the film. He was going on a date. Yeah. Oh no. So, but it, it, it's a really nice shot of him sort of coming up out of the water. And, uh, and then kind of shortly cause, cause, um, the thing with Alvin and his girlfriend sort of gets resolved before that. With, yeah. Uh, yeah. Know, basically, like, it's just like, look, you just gotta you just kind of gives him a good chat. I feel, I feel what you're going through. You just gotta get through it, kind of yeah. thing. And then I think it's kind of the closing scene of the film after yep, that. That's right. Because right. after the baptism, they go straight to the train station because yeah. it's the last thing Elder Rogers does before he goes home. Yeah, that's right. Good, good way to end it. Yeah. And uh, so he goes out on a baptism, and as they're just kind of saying goodbye. I, they just have a nice moment where they, I don't know. It was, it, honestly, this was this was such a good, uh, the two of them, their journey together, like this moment feels so earned for me. Yes, because he, so he gives them a new pair of glasses, yeah. which they showed earlier in a montage getting like measured for. It's yeah. like, I got these for you. And they make Elder Calhoun look really good. Yeah. And he seems more confident. They feel more like equals at this point. Yeah. Or like they're on a more level playing field. Yeah. And it's just, it's just a good... Elder Rogers is very, uh, he's like humbled now. And he's, he's like, listen, man, you've, you really helped me out kind of thing. And, yeah. and he's like, hey, likewise. It was just like a really nice moment. Yeah, real touching. And then he gets on the train and he turns around and sees that Elder Calhoun is 
uh, some guy, some weird Dutch looking guy walks up to him and is like, ah, da, whatever they say in yeah. Dutch. And then he just speaks like perfect Dutch back to him, yeah. as far as I can tell. Which is a callback from earlier in the film where he's just like, am I ever going to learn this language? He's like, you know what, someday you're going to find yourself, someone's going to come ask you something, you're just going to respond in Dutch. And yep. It'll be like that. Yeah. So it was like, it was good. It, you know, kind of followed that screenplay rule. It does. Kind of like, that's pay the off thing those little scenes that I liked about it is that it just felt like I was watching a competent movie yeah. that, that just did good with everything. Everything felt like, okay, there's a reason for that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Everything felt earned, I would say. It just a little trimmed up the pacing would, would make it a little better. Just in that one portion, honestly. Yeah. Overall? Good movie. Great film? Yeah, I really liked it. Really good. Yep. Really good movie. So that's uh, that's the that's the best two years. That's the best two years. Well, uh, not sure when our next episode's going to go up with the the interview of with the director of the Saratov approach and how the yes. format's going to be. But keep an eye out for that. We're not done yet. We'll see. Maybe we'll have a few more coming down here and there sporadically. Yeah. we'll see. I want to. Maybe do we'll just talk rank about these. movies we like. I don't know. Yeah, I would like to do that. We'll see. I do want to rank these. I want to. I want to. I want to really think about which one is my uh, is my le- most to least. I think I have my most to least. I have my most, and I have my least favorite. Yeah, kind of ready to go, but in the middle there. Yeah. What's your most? I think my most. It's either this one, honest. It's one of the hailstorms or Saturday's Warrior. Oh my gosh, <laughs> my man. I I really liked Saturday's that's, Warrior. That's cool. That's I don't cool. know why. No, I don't know what good. it was. There's just something so like kind of wholesome about it. Sure. Yeah. Um, what about you? Do you have any idea? I would say this one probably my favorite. Yeah. Sons of Provo is like a close second because I I like the soundtrack to that. I think they did a good job. Yeah. And also, yeah, it's got its barbs out. Uh, the RM single. The, all the hailstorms from yeah, me are they're in a be... good row. I might put 17 Miracles above, like, the Singles Ward. or the really? RM. Yeah. I think I liked that one well enough. It was entertaining. Um, yeah, Saturday's mm-hmm. Warrior is a little lower for me. I was kind of bored. But, uh, yeah, the Book of Mormon movie is last. <laughs> dead last. Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, it's... it's uh, that one was the the that one was a struggle. Right. That one was like, oh my goodness, how much longer is this film? Yeah, that uh, that was rough. Um, I had it's funny. My uh, brother-in-law told me a story about that movie. He said that when it first came out, he was on his mission. Yeah. And his mission president got everyone in the mission together, a mission conference, to watch this movie. Yeah. He's like, this is so important. We need to watch this. This is flooding the earth. So they all sat down and watched it. And after the movie, he ended. The mission president stood up and was like. Elders and sisters, I am so, so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry for that. <laughs> I just loved that. I was like, yeah. We will never speak of this again. Yeah, I can't believe. I couldn't imagine. Probably as a missionary, it would have been reasonably entertaining. But uh, Oh, it's 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 so, like, unintentionally funny. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the one that I'm just like, that's like a one out of ten, you know, or a half a star. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like everything else, I feel like this one is probably even like a 3.5 to 4 out of 5 for me. Yeah. Sons of Provo is like a solid 3.5. Everything else is like a gentleman 6, yeah. you know, just pretty consistently down the road there. Yeah. A couple fives in there, maybe Johnny Lingo, but Book of Mormon is just in the toilet. Book of Mormon was had so much effort put into it, though, strangely. Yeah. It, you know? You just, it's like, it feels like the room. It feels like the room... 
it feels where you're like the guy making this thought he was making something like good. The sets, the sets, the costumes. It's like a lot of work was put in, but it was just like sort of misguided. Yeah. It was, which is sad because like that's, it feels like there's a lot of money put into that. Right. You know, Come on, and a lot man. of effort and probably hours and hours of footage. And yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they just really. Yeah. You know, I guess we can't say anything though until we make a Book of Mormon movie. That's true. We know? can't be critics. Well, we can be, but we can feel bad about it. <laughs> Darren, if you're listening, hey, we're sorry if you made it to the end of this episode. I'd I know you've got a busy schedule. And a lot sorry, of people I didn't say Rain and Judges, uh, Gentleman Six. Okay, <laughs> maybe a five. I don't know. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys later. All right. Yeah, we're uh, we're not done just yet. Thanks for your support. Bye bye. Bye bye. If there is anything virtuous, lovely, or a good report or praiseworthy, you see after these things.